Welcome to Over the Thread. I'm Mary. And I am Taylor. And today we have an incredibly special guest for you. I know we say that every single time we have a guest on, but guys, like for real, you guys got super lucky and we have an amazing, amazing person that is joining us. We've been trying to get this this person on for, goodness, several, several months now. Um, and finally, this person had a free spot in their schedule so without further ado, can I say his name? Can I say his name? Sure. Yay. Okay. Give me a good drum roll. <laughs> there you go. Just That was awful. Anyway, we're not great for all our artists, but Ben Higgins. Woo! Ben Higgins from... The Bachelor, as many people know him, also the founder of Generous Coffee, right? Yes. He originally appeared on The Bachelorette um, season 11, in case you guys like keep count, which I definitely don't, and I didn't even realize it was season 11. Um, and then he was brought in to be The Bachelor after his exit, after finishing, I believe, fourth um, <clears throat> to his uh, The Bachelorette, Caitlin. Um he is currently in Denver, Colorado, and originally he grew up in the town of Warsaw in Indiana. Cool. So we really hope you guys enjoy this because we had so much fun speaking with him, and he's honestly just like such a cool and down-to-earth dude. Such a down-to-earth um, dude. And has a lot of insight about a lot of things, so I hope you get some value out of this conversation like we had, and... Yeah, just enjoy. And and listen very closely because he has so much wisdom. This guy is 29 years old and he has the wisdom of like someone who has seen the world, which he probably has. This is true. He's a he's a traveler. Um but I would say definitely listen closely. There's a lot of really great words of wisdom. And um, if you are a bachelor bachelorette fan, you do get a little inside scoop on what it was like um being in the show and then also um his entrepreneur side came out as we talked to him about generous and what he's doing to transform honduras and honestly like the nation um so we're very very excited and uh here is our conversation well i'm more than excited to be here i can't wait to hear uh all that you have to ask and let's just have a really good conversation Oh, yeah. Well, first, how, how was your day? Start off easy. I, well, here's the thing, is I travel a lot. And uh-huh. I've been in Denver, ten, which is my home, 10 days in the last four months. Oh, and so yeah. uh, I'm back today for 24 hours um, <laughs> before I head out again. And so today was a day in Denver, and it was awesome. Uh, it's really good to be home. It's a great feeling just to be able to... Uh, sit in my house, work around my house, pull weeds when I need to. So it was a good day. Good. No, that's awesome. It's it's hard to be away from home for so long. I would agree. I think, you know, it's all good stuff. As we were talking about earlier, it's all really good things that are happening. And I'm really excited about it. Um, but there is moments where I just feel like I'm gone too often. And, it, and when that happens, I feel like I'm losing grip of, of life a little bit. And so whenever I'm home, it's a good refresh. Uh, and, and, and so now it's just me hanging out, talking to you two 
on my couch. Yeah, again, thank you for taking your time. Like, I didn't know you just had like a day basically at home. <laughs> hey, I, and, and I, I don't think, I can't think of many ways I want to spend my day at home than talking to you two. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> Well, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, who are you? What, what did you, what did you, who are you? Um, like, you know, uh, what do you do? Um, where are you from? How, how might people know you? Well, uh, my name is Ben Higgins and I'm from Warsaw, Indiana. Uh, I grew up in, uh, Indiana my whole life and I moved up to Denver, uh, pretty quickly after college. Um, who, you know, people know me best from being The Bachelor. Um, that's not exactly uh, the easiest thing for me to say. I hope that's not always the case. Um, I have a, a great appreciation for the show, and, and I, the show has been great to me, and, and really do care about the show a lot. But um, I hope that my legacy and that my identity is not completely tied up in The Bachelor Forever. And so people know me today as the president of Generous International. Uh, I operate and run a company now that has... Um, three full-time employees and um, a volunteer staff of about 40. And then uh, uh, outside of that, I, I also am, uh, I just am starting my, my most exciting venture, a lifelong dream of mine, which is to own a restaurant. And that's going to happen uh, in Denver, Colorado. Um, so that's super cool. And then I operate a blog and little media group called Mahogany Workplace that you can find at mahoganyworkplace.com. Also, I think one of the big things that I love about you all, you know, I also do a podcast by iHeartRadio. Yeah. Um, it's called Almost Famous. And then I have another podcast podcast called um, Boss Ladies and Ben. And uh, that is coming out here in about a month and a half. And, and that's going to be a really exciting project that we've been working on. So uh, with all that being said, uh, I really appreciate and think that it's awesome that you guys are entering into the podcast world. It's a great, great space to be in. Oh yeah, for sure. We've we've enjoyed it so far, even though we've yeah. been here just very shortly. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a really cool world to be in, um, and just very creative. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not many times in life you can talk and people will listen, and you guys are are starting a project where people will literally spend hours of their day just listening to you, um, and that is a responsibility I think that should be treasured and one that not everybody gets. So congratulations on this new venture. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, um, I mean, we're, we're designers, so it's weird to go from like doing very visual projects to now something that's audio and that people are consuming in a different way. <laughs> yeah, it's, never, it's a new never challenge. Never in my life did I challenge. think of like, oh, I'm just going to talk into a mic and make something. Like I never had that thought ever, but oh, we're, yeah, never. we're at a time where that's actually possible and very doable. Um, you know, and so it's kind of cool to see that. Right. You all listen to each other back. I mean, that's the big thing I always hear is, Ugh. you yeah. know, people hate hearing themselves on the phone. That's common. But then you're doing, yeah. you're, you know, so do you ever listen to each other? Yeah. So, <laughs> so yes, I hate listening to myself, but I actually edit, well, Taylor does some, but I, I'm the main editor for our podcast too. So I literally have to like listen through it at least probably like five times fully. And then on top of that, like doing all the scrubbing. So I've gotten <laughs> accustomed to my voice, but at first I hated it. And now it's just like a thing where it's like, okay, just need to get this over. Yeah. And um, 
But yeah, I, I never really listened back to our episodes because, I mean, I edit it, but even if I didn't, I probably wouldn't listen back. But it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny because um, I definitely listen back. Um, more so just like I, I, I like critique it a little bit, which is like maybe good, maybe it's bad. Um, but I, I always listen back and I'm like, oh, like, did it sound correct? Like, you know, I kind of have to like listen to it and it's full. Um Especially if I'm not the one editing, then I'm definitely going to be listening because I'm like, oh, I just want to, like, know how it turned out. Um, but I more so, yeah, I more so listen to it just to, like, I just make sure that it's, like, you know, people can hear it well and, like, the qual more for, like, quality control, I guess. But sometimes I like listening <laughs> yeah, to the conversation again. Awesome. Like, oh, like, that was a good conversation, you know. Well, okay. I mean, I feel like first question we should ask should apply to kind of, you know, one of the the main ways I I guess I found out and Mary found out about you. Um, so I, I know a lot of people know you from like The Bachelor, but I actually I've only seen two seasons, and that was like a long time ago. And I actually never saw your season, so I actually know you more for what you're doing now, which is oh. really cool. Um, it's <laughs> awesome for me. So, um, yeah, it makes me happy. Yeah, so I just wanted to say that before going forward, because, like, I don't know any of your experiences in The Bachelor, and I, and, like, half, most of these questions are actually geared to what you're doing now, but, um, so, so, Taylor, Taylor, um, because you, you watched his season, right? Yeah, for some reason I thought that you had, because you were like, oh, no. I know him, and then I was like, okay, okay that's confusing. All right, no. well... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thing. probably by like name relations, but I mean, right, right. mainly for his yeah, company, you know of but... him, but like, yeah, didn't like didn't see all the <laughs> didn't see all the episodes or whatever. Yeah, no, I watched like two, and then college happened, and then college <laughs> and happened. TV this is true. Yeah, we didn't have cable for so. a little while. It was a little bit trickier to watch, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, sorry yeah, about that. Anyway, I just want to let you know that before getting into this, so I have no background knowledge of <laughs> anything that. Taylor's going to ask you about. Disclaimer. Dis <laughs> Fresh start, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, so you started, I mean, the whole reality TV started on The Bachelorette. How, so how did you, like, decide to, you know, apply? Did someone, like, encourage you or were you just kind of like, I'm just going to do it? <laughs> this, is, this is actually kind of a crazy story and, and one that I haven't quite figured out yet, so... Um, I was in Honduras on a trip, and I was flying back from Honduras. We always connect in, in Houston um, just to get back to Denver. And my buddies, who's been a friend of mine for a while, was on this flight with me. He's a big fan of the show. He's married. And at one point in his life, he actually had applied for the show. And so we were sitting on the plane, and he had gotten upgraded to first class uh, based on him he, himself flying all the time. And so what happened was he was sitting there, and somebody got on the plane, he goes, oh, that's so-and-so. And I go, I don't know them. And they, he goes, that's so-and-so from The Bachelor. I said, well, that's crazy. And it was weird. I got like a little like excited. I was like, wait, somebody from The Bachelor is actually like on the same flight as me. And then he's like, well, yeah, dude, like they're normal people. And it made sense to me for the first time that normal people, like regular people do the show. Uh, so that happened and I went back to, to Denver, Colorado and I was working at a company called Talisus at the time. Uh, and it's just three days later and I was walking through the halls of Talisus and, um, one of the executives, uh, her intern were standing in a room 
hit them right and know where they go. Hey, the bachelorette casting calls are in Denver today. Can we drive you down? I said, this is wild. I literally just was uh, confronted by a buddy saying I should do the show. And then you guys are asking me to go to a casting call. I said, I'm not going to a casting call. But if we sign up and they call me, I will go through with it. And that's how it all started. And so long story short, um, we started the process of uh, getting on The Bachelorette uh, through me just being asked by multiple people within a two-day period of time to go on the show. That's so fast. Yeah, so I guess maybe, you know, you could kind of like summarize because I mean, it was it's a long journey, right? It's several, several weeks. Um, but kind of maybe give a summary of kind of like what was that like? Um, was it kind of everything that you had expected? Um, I don't know. I don't remember if you said this or not, but did you watch the show prior? I know you probably knew about it, but maybe not like not like fully watch the show. Well, so I had seen a couple seasons. I, my mom and I became fans of it kind of later in life. And um, and so I hadn't seen, I'd seen Chris Souls' season, but I did not, I was not able to watch uh, uh, the season before that. And so then uh, I was kind of up to date. Actually, I was watching Chris Souls' season as I was, uh, when I w- was told that I might be on the show. So I was kind of a fan at first and I was told, hey, you might be dating one of these girls. And I was like, wow, that's wild, um, which it was. And, uh, and so the experience for me was really incredible and it has been incredible. I mean, uh, the show has been really good to me. I have a lot of love for the show. And, um, you know, I, they've, they've helped me work through a lot of my issues and insecurities. And they also helped me meet somebody that I love dearly. Um, and so through that, I have a lot of appreciation for them. Now, you know, how the experience is, the experience, and we can talk about that for four hours tonight. The experience is wild and it's crazy. And, and I've actually sat down now with uh, this season, Becca is the bachelorette, and I've sat down with three of her um, suitors and talked with them, and all of them are kind of like wrapping their heads around this crazy idea that they just got off this show that meant so much to them, and that they might have fallen in love with this girl, and what does that mean, what does that look like long-term, and I'm all sitting with it, I'm like, I've been there, I get it. Um, the show really does help transform life into something incredible if you let yeah, I think that's something that people like don't really get because they, you know, they see it as like, oh, it's just a reality TV show, you know, they're just like acting, but it's like, no, like actually, you know, you're, you're getting a lot of like, you know, um, you know, one-on-one time with different people. And I, I know that they have, you've mentioned it before, I think in your podcast that they have like different like people you can talk to on the show and like therapists and like, it's, it's pretty intense, like, just the things that you, like, experience, even more so than just, you know, being on the show, you know. It's That's really crazy. intense. It really is intense. And, um, you know, there are people to talk to, and you are working through issues all the time that you might not have known existed. Um, you know, I think that the show is definitely not acting. Uh, it's not fake, as, as some would assume. It is. It is real. You could. There's no way you could get that many actors in one room. Right. Mm-hmm. Like out of nowhere, you know, that many good actors, actors to play themselves and to play their like play play off of love. So, I guess what I'm saying is that this is a very real show. Uh, it, it it is. You're watching people's love stories unfold. Wow. So I mean, you finished. Uh, was it top top four? I can't remember from from Caitlin's season, but definitely definitely high up um and then kind of transitioning i mean you you know obviously got your heart broken um 
leaving that, you know, um, leaving the show, how did it, how was it, um, like transitioning? Cause then, I mean, you know, almost like it feels like immediately it's like all of a sudden you're presented with, you know, do you want to be the bachelor? Like, what was that like? Well, I mean, that it's a weird transition cause you are kind of heartbroken and, and there is a lot processing through your head. And, and so then all of a sudden you're being told, Hey, you want to be the guy and you want to date these women who are incredible women and see maybe if one of them's for you. Um, it takes a huge mental switch. It also takes some, like, it takes, I guess it takes a lot getting, a lot of getting used to, to understand that is your new path. Um, I, it's a hard transition, but for me, you know, I knew Caitlin was happy and I, and I knew her, you know, her fiance, Sean, and I really love Sean. And I knew that, like, I knew that them being together gave me a uh, soul lesson that I could walk into being the bachelor excited for them and I could do it without, without a heavy heart. That's good. I feel like that's the way to go about it. You know, you can't, can't dwell on it for too, too long, you know, if you found the right person and you're, you know, just yeah. moving on, moving on to the next thing, I guess. Okay. So f- fast forward to, um, you saying yes to the bachelor. Um, what was it, what was that sort of season in your life? What, what did it look like? I mean, it, you know, it was probably pretty crazy busy and um, kind of like what were what were some of like the trials that you kind of went through during that season? Um, kind of like the highs and lows, I guess, summary wise of, of how that went. Well, I mean, I think that's the crazy part is being a bachelor. There's no preparing for it. You've never done anything like it in your life. And um, you're about to date a bunch of people. And, and I think both from the most part, you you you. For most people that enter into it, you want to make sure they're respected and treated well. And so that's a whole burden that now you have to carry um, is making sure that 26 people feel respected and appreciated because you really do appreciate them being there. And then um, I guess for me, uh, that that uh, that experience is difficult. There's a lot of time committed to it and there's early mornings and late nights. And then... Uh, there is a lot of, uh, you know, getting to know each other, a lot of conversation. And it's really being on for weeks at a time. And it's exhausting and it's tiring and it's confusing. Um, I think the hardest part sometimes is making sure that you stay yourself through an experience that sometimes feels like it's easy to lose yourself. In. Uh, and, and But, but I, I think there's ways to do that. And I believe um, firmly in a God above. And, and, and so I lean a lot on what I knew previously. That's prayer and meditation and um, consistently checking myself um, to make sure that I was staying in line with who I always wanted to be. And, and that helped me. Um, that helped me a ton. I, I remember asking myself a lot, what would my friends tell me in this scenario? What would my family tell me in this scenario? And so that helped me kind of keep, uh, I guess, keep myself intact and in in experience as quickly that you can lose yourself. Well, what do you think? I mean, this might be a hard thing to like kind of, summarize into one sort of idea but what do you think was like the biggest takeaway that you had from that experience um because you did you did walk away engaged um and then kind of you know like what did it look like kind of after after that yeah you know i walked away from that experience uh with somebody that i love and love still stay dearly and um it, that was great for me and I, that was one of the biggest takeaways that i found love on a crazy ship this is the second piece of of that was um, I walked away with a little bit more confidence. I think I needed it. You know, I needed to know myself a little better and be able to, to understand myself a little better. 
And this whole experience helped me get there and because it's a lot of introspection. It's a lot of talking about yourself. It's a lot of talking about uh, insecurities and why you know, maybe you struggle with dating and why maybe you don't struggle with dating. Um, I think for me, I, I learned to understand myself better through the show. You know, after the show, kind of have some, some downtime, I guess you could say. Um, and then you kind of, let's see, has it been, was it last year when you started the podcast? Uh, it's now been about a year and a month, I think, since we started the podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, you could explain to people who, who may not know. I know, obviously, like, you know, I know Mary kind of knows about it. Um, but like, what's it about? Um, and then kind of how did you, how did it come about? Was it your idea or, you know, cause I know you started it with Ashley, um, and maybe explain a little bit about that. Yeah. So iHeartRadio reached out, um, last year and said, Hey, we have this idea. We'd love to do a pop culture kind of focused podcast. And we'd love for you to be a part of it. And at the time, uh, I was very interested in hosting something. I love the talk. And I really do. I, I thrive on talking and I thrive on hearing people's stories. And it really encourages me and, and exhilarates me. And so this was perfect when they said you can do a podcast. Like you're going to just talk for a living. I said, I'm in. And so that's how it started. And it's kind of now transformed in this into this like little podcast that Ashley and I really just try to every episode be as vulnerable and authentic as possible so we can relate with the audience. And yes, The Bachelor is a huge part of it. We still talk about it. We still want to talk about it. We need to talk about it. It's why a lot of people listen. But the big thing, too, is for us just to be um, be relatable to the audience so that they know, hey, maybe they're not alone in their insecurities or maybe they're not alone in their relational issues. Uh, I think that's where all of the Almost Famous podcast has kind of turned into. So, so you were recruited was then, um, did they also recruit Ashley as well? Or did you, did you kind of reach out and, and, um, end up finding her? No, they recruited Ashley as well. I actually didn't know Ashley really until the podcast. We had been around each other, but we hadn't had the ability to get to know each other really well. So the podcast kind of opened up that door for us. Um, so she became my co-host through a connection at iHeart. Yeah, that's kind of the interesting thing about the the whole like bachelor community is like you may like kind of sort of know of each other, but like you know you kind of all sort of eventually meet at some point in time. That's cool that they were able to connect you guys. That's really awesome. Yeah, it's been it's been an incredible ride, and the podcast is doing really well. We'll be around for I think a few more years yeah. to come at least, and it's really because I think Ashley is incredibly captivating. She's very, very charismatic. And, <laughs> and I just get to sit there and, and listen to her, you know, spout wisdom and knowledge and entertain a lot of people. And kind of in line with that. So what, I know obviously our iHeart kind of started it, but um, what's your goal for the podcast? Um, what do you want people to get from it? Well, I think it would all be pointless if we weren't connecting. And, and I guess the one thing I, I, at the end of it, if we end it tomorrow, what I want people to say is I listen to all most famous podcasts, not only to get entertainment, but to be able to relate and to get to know Ben better, get to know Ashley better and know that, you know, these people who we've watched and rooted for are just like me. Um, that would be the greatest takeaway. If somebody said, I, 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 I know I'm not alone now because of this podcast. So, I mean, I'm assuming my next question was, um, has the, has that goal really changed over time? Is that kind of something, cause I don't know if that was like the original intent, right? When you're, when you're starting the podcast, but 
Um, has that kind of morphed over time or is it kind of been pretty much the same? Well, I think that's maybe one of the lessons I've learned in life in every event and project is you don't necessarily enter into it knowing what it could be at the end. So for the podcast, I would love to say that was the original intent. And, and at some level it was, but that has morphed over time because it's transformed and evolved in something we never thought it could be. We never thought we'd have, you know, over, I don't know what it is now. It's probably, I'm assuming 10 million listens uh, since we started. And I, I never thought we'd have that community of people that are listening to a podcast. Well, when that starts to happen, it starts to add a whole new weight and a whole new level of, of responsibility. Uh, and that's the beauty of it is now we can kind of transform what we imagine it being. We can grow our vision a little bit. We can see a little clearer what it is and what it's not. Uh, that's been fun. And, and I think today we sit here and we just go, we, if anything, it's, it's a great place for us to express ourselves and allow others to express themselves through this avenue. I mean, we can definitely relate to that. I'll just like slightly today. Yeah. We, oh, we, totally. We started as like, <laughs> I don't think we told you this, but we started as um, a podcast just dedicated to art. Um, we're huge fans of it. And so we were just like, oh, let's just talk about art and then it's morphed into kind of like what we're doing today even you know so like what you said about you know starting something you have no idea where it's going um like yeah it's highly relatable yes. in that sense and um yeah because we had no idea we would start interviewing people no idea you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> and here we are today so and now we're interviewing you it's crazy yes well yeah, and I mean, that's, that's really awesome of you two to see a niche and a, and a passion that you have and and then explore that further through speaking about it weekly or monthly or whatever mm-hmm. you decide to do. And and I mean, that's a really cool opportunity for you two and also anybody listening. There's there's people out there that are listening to you two going, I, I could be friends with these two people. They, they get mm-hmm. me, they get what I'm into, and they've, they've risked a little bit of their time and devoted a little bit of time to, to put a product out there that I can listen to. And I think that's awesome. So keep doing it and, and keep pursuing yeah. this little passion. And same with you. And it's, it's really yeah. cool to see that like through like a huge like production and producer, even that you're still able to keep it the way you guys want to also. So, so keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's, that's great intentions. And, um, and it's, it's just awesome to see, um, groups like that out there that really have like core values thanks it's, it's been fun how long have you two been doing this um boy uh, let's see so okay so originally um so we're also artists um to sidetrack this a little bit um we started out with a um drawing show so um, we go on Twitch and we stream each week live. And um, recently we've had guests on, which is really fun. Um, but we just draw, we just draw live, um, and accumulated the whole like podcasts are coming up. And Tay was starting to branch out and listen to more. She pulled me into the scene, and I started listening to podcasts. And we're saying. We basically do this already yeah. on our stream, so we were just like, maybe we can like consolidate it into like one thing and have a good like hour-long talk on a topic that I mean normally we would just do anyway um so 
we, we technically started with that. And then I think it's been, I think, Tay, you said like September, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I could, I could go on the app and see like when our first podcast was released, but kind of sort of recently. Yeah. Um, we haven't been on awesome. too long. Yeah. But yeah. So we hope, yeah, we hope that it continues. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's a, it's a lot of fun and, um, and I don't know, I think it, doing this kind of stuff, like even gives us confidence and like just talking and like having an opinion, having like conversations with other people, you know, um, and having really good conversations and like the feedback that we're getting. Cause we, we have a lot of creatives come on and we have a lot of like businessmen and women and, um, and they're actually, it's more of, educational it's like it's a life story but a lot of people have come back to us saying like hey that really inspired me to do this or that inspired me to do that and that's honestly like why we're here yeah um is to like hear the stories and hopefully like not just us get inspired but have everyone else get inspired yeah so so that's our goals <laughs> that's i mean we need more community we need more conversation yes yes community through, through technology through technology, we're connecting, and this is this is a great way to connect. And so, if you're connecting with a purpose, uh, then I believe that it will be fruitful, and that people will listen. And, and so, for me, that's that's something that encourages me. Is I want to know more people, and I want to know mm-hmm. people's stories. That's that's a, the one of the the only um, direct truths that we have is our story. And, and mm-hmm. so, when we can start to hear and talk about stories, that's when I think life really opens up. Yeah. And it's a cool opportunity we all have to do it through this platform. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and I think the biggest key word is community in there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we built everything that we've done online, not just as podcasts, but our intention was to build that community. Yeah. You know? um, if you do that right, it can be very inspiring and very supportive. Yeah, I completely lost the place. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, okay, let's, let's do, okay, let's, let's do the transition here. Um, So obviously uh, transitioning from The Bachelor now into like the real world. um, How did you, so how, well, I mean, so, so it's fairly recent, um, but like, what's the story behind um, your new endeavor, um, with generous um like how did that come to be well uh for let's give a little backstory uh, eight years ago my buddy started a nonprofit called humanity and hope united and humanity and hope united is is built to be uh to build up communities and empower them to be sustainable long term and so we started honduras um and so what we do we, we go to these communities we ask them what they want what they need what they dream of and then we help them pursue those things without giving them anything, but partnering with them to get there. And that's been really awesome. And, and The Bachelor has been a great fundraising source for that. And I've sat on the board with them for two years now. My role on the board is fundraising. And two years ago, I wanted to get creative and start a new fundraising channel. And that happens through uh, a lot of different arenas. You can do it through calling more people and asking for individual donations. You can add, uh, raise more funds by partnering with corporations. or you could possibly start a business and donate through that. And that's where Generous came in is we wanted to start a for-profit business, which is what Generous is. We're gonna start a for-profit business that was committed to donating funds back to the nonprofit. And not just humanity hope as a nonprofit, but other nonprofits that are doing some type of sustainable change in the 
so that we sell coffee and t-shirts. We, we sell specialty coffee, so it's the best coffee in the world. It's that cup of coffee that people dream of having. It's a cup of coffee that, that you hear talked about often. If we sell that type of coffee from nine different countries. We sell t-shirts that are developed out of plastic bottles by single mothers in Haiti. We sell those at generousmovement.com. We deliver right to your door, so it's super easy. And then we donate the funds back to the nonprofits. And that's why we exist. That's how we exist. And so it really makes the consumer become the hero. And it makes us be the, the avenue or the engine at which we can donate. I've been hearing a lot about, um, I don't know if it's like like a movement in like society right now, but um, a lot of like for-profit companies like partnering with nonprofits. Um, I think it's really interesting um, seeing that because... You know, there's a lot of companies out there that are nonprofit that are, you know, they're selling things or, or whatever they're doing. Um, but it's interesting to see a for-profit company, um, you know, partnering with a nonprofit. And it's kind of like um, just a different way of doing things. Um, have you found that, like, that's been really successful versus, like, you know, say, you know, um, having your nonprofit, like, not, you know, you know, be actually, like, selling things and trying to um, generate funds through that? Has it been um, like just much more successful, you think? Well, um, you know, I think there's a couple ways to look at that. One is the more successful we are, the more we can donate. So we want to be successful and profitable and healthy as a company so that we can donate as much as possible. Yeah. I also believe that the people living on Earth today are sick and tired of the status quo. Totally. And so I think people living on Earth today will be looking to invest and to purchase from companies that have some type of social responsibility behind them. I think conscious consumerism will be the way for the future. I think it should be the way for the future. And so I don't think you will be successful as a company unless you are giving back to something greater and something bigger. Yeah. That's just the, the point. That's the truth. So we, we want to make sure that we market that we're doing that. We think we're a little different in the sense that that's why we exist and solely why we exist. We are existing to make money off of this. Uh, I'm a volunteer. Uh, it's most of the team is a volunteer, our volunteers. We have th uh, one right now paid full-time employee, one intern, um, and one person that runs and helps with events. The rest are volunteers. And, and the group of us are just believe in what we can do, believe that we will connect people to something good. Um, it could be a really incredible thing. So yes, uh, in short, um, I do believe it's the way of the future. I do believe it's becoming more and more popular. And I do believe that companies that want to be healthy and sustainable long-term will have to find a way here to give back. Yeah. Where did you get the idea of doing coffee? Oh, it's, it's such a good question. It's what we know best. Yeah. And, uh, in Honduras, coffee's huge. Yeah. And so we, we came back to the States and we're like, what kind of company should we start? Should we start a consulting firm? Should we start a, a zoning committee? Like, what, what do we know and what can we offer? And then one of our buddies said, who's now there's three founders, Drew, Riley, and myself. And Drew said, I had, I used to have a coffee company that was based from my experience in Papua New Guinea. And I shut it down. He's now the CFO of a large corporation and works on the end. And he said, hey, um, I have this company. All the logistics are there. All the shipping arrangements, all the partnerships are there. Would you guys want to take it over with me and start this back up? And we said yes. And so that's where coffee came from. And we wanted products that people can consume on a daily basis no matter what. We wanted something that isn't hard to spell. We don't want we don't want the challenge of our business to be, oh, we gotta sell this. 
and how are we going to sell it? No, because we want it to be, hey, you want good coffee? We want to offer you good coffee. You want it at a reasonable cost? We want to give it to you at a reasonable cost. But we also want to have the ability to donate. And so if we can get people more believing in the mission and the vision and the story, that's what we want to sell. We don't necessarily want to sell or have to work really hard at selling our product. We want our product to speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So you already had all these partners in coffee. So you're like, well, I mean, that makes sense. You know, you're kind of um, picking up where, where they left off, essentially. Um, that's awesome. Resourceful. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we just kind of picked up and kept going. Yeah. And we rebranded, yeah. um, you know, to call ourselves generous because generosity is what we stand for and what we really want to do. And, and so that's, we were bringing to be that. And now we want to become a marketplace where people can buy the highest quality products. I mean, our coffee is really great. I mean, it's incredible. I Nobody I've talked to that's had it uh, has said any different. Our t-shirts are made out of plastic bottles and they feel soft and comfy. And so that we believe we have the best t-shirts that are also doing some type of good in the world. So with that, if we could add those two things and sell those two things right now, then why wouldn't you buy from It just doesn't make sense on why you buy Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, I do have, I have a kind of a fun question. Um, so what does being generous mean to you um, in regards to the name and just in general? <laughs> well, I think it's, I think generosity means a lot of different things, but I think in terms of business, it means sometimes giving up comfort to get what you start to, to do what you believe is right. Um, I think in life, it's laying, laying your own um, kind of like selfish desires down for the sake of something else. And, and I think really generosity is is a, a, a posture of the heart and it's one that says i will do this because i believe it is right even if i have to suffer a little bit because of it um you know generosity isn't always easy um but i believe it is it is the the best way to live life and i believe it's the right way to live life and i believe more joy comes from generosity than anything else so that's it's more of a posture and a focus and an intention more than it is um anything else so this is a big question. I don't know if you're going to know the answer off the top of your head, but um, if you were to accomplish one thing in 2018, what would that, what would you want that to be? Mm. I would love for generously come a paid full-time job. You know, volunteering is great. This is something I, I devote many hours to. I would love this to become a job that could sustain me so that I wouldn't have to do so many other things on the side. Absolutely. Uh, I, I also... I would love to, at the end of 2018, be able to look back and say I really had incredible memories with really great people and relationships. Um, I think 2018 is a year uh, where I need more attention and focus. And I also think I need to celebrate things a little more and realize that I'm very, 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 like, very lucky to be doing what I do yeah. um, and not be so stressed out by the everyday grind. What is one piece um, of advice that you'd give to someone who wants to start a business, an organization, an initiative, or just something that they really are passionate about? What's what's one piece of advice you'd give them? Go for it. Uh, don't be scared. Um, you know, I think follow your purpose and follow your passion. You, I, I think I'd tell someone you can make a difference no matter where you're at or what you've been given. You can make a difference. And you can do what you set out to do. There's nothing more powerful than love. There's nothing more powerful than purpose. And so when you have a purpose, you have a passion that you found, go after it, seek it, do it, step into it. We all can talk, but it's the action that makes the difference. 
Yeah. So true. I think that was something that Mary and I can relate to as well as um, we, we always talk like, okay, we, we want to like start this or we want to start that, especially with the podcast too. We were like, okay, well, we really want to start a podcast that like, you know, makes an impact. And, and that was something, um, I was definitely inspired by several different people. Um, you know, including, including your podcast. Absolutely. Um, was just, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to start it, you know, and we'll see where it goes. Kind of like what you were saying earlier is like, you don't really know kind of like where, you don't, you don't know like what's going to happen, you know, and you don't know where it's going to lead to, but you kind of just got to start. So that's, mm-hmm. that's really good. So what are some people that like inspire you or people like that maybe like we should know about, or, um, you know, people who kind of need some inspiration, um, should know about. Yeah, definitely. So there's a, there's a long laundry list here, but I'll give you a few. Um, I would be forsaking somebody that's super, if, if I didn't say that Jesus, the way he lived life is incredibly inspiring to me. The way he loved people, the way he reached out uh, to the marginalized, um, the people that maybe have been uh, isolated from society, the way he lived life with that and purpose is incredible to me. And, and, and the way he led a group of people to also make that same impact is, is really inspiring. So that's, that's obviously my top dog. Um, and then uh, from there, I really love Donald Miller. Donald Miller is an author who writes a book that I've, that's been really powerful to me called Scary Close. Scary Close is about uh, not being codependent in relationships and having your own identity within relationships and how relationships look and work in the most healthiest way. That is an incredible book for me. And his other writings, Blue Like Jazz um, and, and things like that, have, have really been powerful for me. So really love Donald Miller. Donald Miller is, is somebody I look up to as a writer. Um, he also runs the story brand. brand. And then finally, the other guy, and, and may he rest in peace, is Anthony Bourdain. Um, Anthony Bourdain was somebody that I watched and loved and who taught me how to travel. He taught me to not be fearful of other cultures, other people. He taught me to travel with, with efficiency and with purpose. He taught me to invest in the other people's stories and cultures. Um, he also just taught me how to storytell. And so Anthony Bourdain is somebody that I've always looked up to, always enjoyed and learned a lot from, even though we come from very different belief systems. We come from very different backgrounds, and very different skill sets. Uh, his way of approaching life and approaching people is something that I look up to very, very much. I have a couple of coworkers who were just talking about just, you know, his death and um, all that. And they've said very similar things as just like, you know, he's inspired, you know, this sense of, of community and, and travel and um, learning about like different cultures. That's that's cool that that's, you know, it's very widespread. A lot of people would agree with that. So where are some of the next places that you're off to um, doing things for Generous or any kind of cool events coming up that we should know about? Well, I mean, the coolest event that anybody all over the, the world can be a part of is going to generousmovement.com and participating in this crazy, cool thing that's going on. Um, outside of that, I head out tomorrow to Montreal, Canada. Um, I'm going to do a little event up there for the Cancer Society. Then I'm going to go to Indiana, take a three or four day vacation. I'm going to go to the lake and hang out with my parents. Uh, and then I'm going to awesome. Iowa to the Zach Johnson uh, Foundation Golf Tournament. Uh, wow. I participate in that every year. And then one of my bucket list items is actually coming up in two weeks, and it's, it's called the American Century Classic. It's a golf tournament in Tahoe uh, with a bunch of celebrities from all over the, the world coming together to participate in this golf tournament. So I'm going out there to play that. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm so excited for it. 
and uh, and and so I'm doing that, and then I'm coming back come back to dinner for a few days and, and kind of get generous back up and going. And we have a, a staff full of events that we're going to be at this summer, and, and you can follow us at generous underscore coffee underscore and see all the events that we're going to be participating. If, if someone wanted to get involved in the organization, you kind of said this earlier, but um, what's kind of the best way to do that? Um, I know that there's some trip opportunities, volunteering, obviously buying the products. Yeah, so the best way to do that would be to email me at info at generousmovement.com. And uh, we'll, we'll make sure that you're connected to your trip or to help out Generous more, help out Humane Cope more or other nonprofits more. We will connect you with the right thing if you go to info at generousmovement.com. Well, to, to end it, um, we like to ask all of our guests um, uh, one final question, and that is, um, who is one person, or could be a group of people, um, who we should have um, on the next podcast and why? Um, and it could be someone you know or someone you just admire, or, you know. It, basically, it's oh, an open suggestion. <laughs> you should have my parents. They're wild. They're crazy. They've been married now for 35 years. They're happy. They're loving. They're crazy. They've, they've had a ton of insight into my life and a ton of insight into life. So that would be my first. They're always a good time. Uh, the, <laughs> the, second, uh, the, the second group of people that I would, would highly suggest um, would, would honestly probably be Donald Miller. Uh, he's just a really intelligent man who has a ton of care for people, training, and a ton of insight to share. So those are my top ones. Well, thanks. Oh, I think so. You did good, Tay. Hey? <laughs>